Gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm your host, David. And I'm Philip. Oh, Philip, it's so good to see you. Now, I was reading the news, and I came across an article... That, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I came across an article that was talking about the Delta Plus variant of the coronavirus and how it was spreading faster across the United Kingdom than even the Delta variant. Now, in other news, Apple is apparently responsible for naming all of these coronavirus variants, and the Delta Plus Pro Max is coming out in a couple months and reportedly will cause fevers starting at 39.99 degrees Celsius. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, ironically, though, I, you did call to alert me about the release of a new of a new Apple line. We are both very excited about that. Again, not a current promotion uh, and not a current uh, promoter of the podcast yet. Yet. N- not yet. Uh, not I don't yet. think Apple needs us to promote their their products. Well, I don't know. Do you think people have heard about it? I don't know. Uh, but yes. <laughs> yes, it's a fun week. At, and and. For anybody watching the video, obviously they probably won't see this until the promo videos, and I doubt we'll do the intro here. But for anybody watching this intro video, I'm wearing a very, very warm and welcome happy birthday gift given to me by one and none other than David Hoffman. Da 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 da. Yes. Now I know what you're sitting there wondering, wow, why didn't we say happy birthday to him off the top? Well, that's because it's not for another two months, but since it is a beanie. That I am wearing upon my head, a very uh, oh, how do how do I put this generically? A team favorite beanie. Actually, I can say that I, it's a it's a Denver Look, Broncos I really, beanie. Phil Phil is concerned that having logos on our Instagram is going to cause some issue, but I'm I really spurred. don't think it is. <laughs> don't be I spurred, like what I man. have. I don't I, I don't want to get sued for all that I have. I like what I have. It's minimal, but it's sued small. on the basis of what being the fan of a team. Yes, because what if we start talking about fire logs and then they don't like us talking about fire logs, man? They can't stop you from being a fan. I'm sure they're grateful that you purchased their merchandise or that I purchased their merchandise for you. Very generous. I know that it is a very early birthday present, but I if there's one thing that is true about me is that I will always take advantage of a good promotion. To close out our Halloween-themed episodes, we go to a new subject, and as most know, most do, most partake, we are going to mask up and mask off. So essentially, we're going to go down a list of certain individuals, people, things, you'll find out as we go through this, and say who we would want to be, maybe not even for a day, but who we would want to be for maybe a night's worth of fun. So with that in mind, let's go to our first category, former powwow guests. Now, this can be people that we've interviewed, or this can just be people that have come on strictly for games. David, which direction did you take uh, uh, up on this? Now, I I made the assumption that I would be able to manifest their the the person's skills as well yes yes uh, yes, yes when yes. i embody their their naturally. being naturally yes and so i had to go with jake corlang our bass player here A fine choice over on over on that slaps i would love to know the feeling of rocking out 
on stage in front of the the types of crowds that Jake actually gets to play in front of at like music festivals when he plays with the uh, Save Ferris, the band that he is the official bass player of, and various other artists that he plays for or with. I just think that is a feeling that I I mean I've look I've played drums in front of a crowd before, yes, but it was yes you have it was Hold at your school. applause everybody. <laughs> it was at school in front of a bunch of like twelve year olds, so I can't exactly claim that I'm any kind of rock star. But I think I would I would enjoy the experience of of playing jamming on stage in front of hundreds thousands of people, like Jake has had the opportunity to do. For me, I uh, should mention. There were a lot of fine choices for this. A lot of oh, worthy yeah. candidates. Oh. We only get one, though. And for that reason, and for this particular prompt, I'm actually going to choose Bella Selecchio. Selecchio? Oh, yeah. How, how, does she, how does she pronounce her last Selecchio. name? Selecchio. Selecchio. First of all, I was drawn to the fact that you get to be a woman for one night or whatever, Dave. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Like, for, like, if I don't have to commit to that for, like, forever... I like that. And her relationship with Cole has nothing to do with this. I'm getting to that. Second of all, (laughs) I do think she's a very talented dancer. Like in Mm. in all actuality, that's not just me just praising faint worship upon her. I do think she's a very talented dancer. And that's something that I myself always wished I could be talented within. I wish that I could dance naturally, have a lot. Uh, It usually takes a lot of choreography, but I can get there to dance. But I just wish it was more natural, more, more spur of the moment. Finally... And the fact that she's in a relationship with another former Pow Wow podcast guest, probably in the running for for two, three, whatever, Cole Lewis. Uh, He's been on twice. I, uh, yeah, no, 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 I know, but he, he was in the run, like my second choice, third choice, oh, whatever. Oh, I see, I um, see, I see. Yes, yes. Uh, and could slap him at any point that she wants, just to just to just <laughs> slap that boy. I would love to do that. So that is why Bella takes home my first mask. We go along to the next. Slap category. that boy on the booty. Uh, well, I'll slap him where I damn well please if I'm Bella. Uh, next <laughs> one we go to celebrities, and I'm going to go first on this one. Now you say skills, but this man's skills are in the in the the gun category. I'm going with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You tell oh, me that if, if for one night I can just be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, have all those muscles, I don't have to work out for them. Everybody loves The Rock. You can go around just opening up a can of whoop-ass on people. You can just you, you can have fun, unapologetic fun, have that dazzling smile. Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be great to be for to be as for one night. Look, I like yours better. I like yours better than mine. I Ooh. think it's it's better. But what I what I chose was Benedict Cumberbatch. I would just love walking around for a whole day with that voice. I Being able to just am con. Yeah, I I want to use just use that voice. Just Benedict Cumberbatch is going to get his his body back the next day and he's going to be all hoarse because of how much he was he was using his voice the day his before. His voice will be but... hoarse or just mm, like the rest from hello ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we won't we won't speculate but all right you take no, away this I, I next was referring category. to his, his voice all right so this next category i don't know i just thought it'd be fun it is throwing you back to game of thrones era characters on game of thrones i just think that there are a few shows with characters as rich and as varied and as numerous as in game of thrones i think there's a lot there so I do you want do you want me to go first or do you want to go first here, Phil? I can go either way, my friend. I'll go, go first you since go you asked for it. Yes. I'm gonna go 
with Jon Snow. Uh, but I want to take, <laughs> but since I only get like one night or whatever, I'm going to choose. Uh, I, I don't know if you had this in, in your idea, but where I'm no, choosing. By all means. Or I'm going to choose to be Jon Snow. Uh, Jon Snow, for those who aren't familiar with the show, is right as they are holding uh, a person on trial, him himself actually, and they are choosing the ruler of the Iron Throne. So near the end, and I would put him on the Iron Throne and at least see where that goes. Uh, I would uh, kill certain people earlier than he decided to do it, uh, just when it became crazy town. And then I would take the Iron Throne and then let him settle with the debris of that, but at least it would make for a better ending. So there we go. Oh, I don't know why you're making me relive relive the ending. I don't know why we're bringing up seasons seven and eight at all. But anyway... I, you know, I was tempted to go with Daenerys simply, like you said, the opportunity to be a woman for a day. I think that's a very interesting concept. Also, dragons. You could ride a dragon. However, I thought that was too cliche, even though it may, may be a better answer. I went with Oberyn Martell, otherwise known as the Viper from, if you've seen the show, he's in season four of Game of Thrones, and he is played by Pedro Pascal. And... His character is just the most like sensual, seductive. He does what he wants. He has no shame. He just has this this aura about him that's just like I just love it. I would love to walk a day in that guy's shoes, wear his pants for a day. That is my answer. And the next one, we decided to go with characters in scary in a scary film or scary movies. Horrors, thrillers, whatever. Getting back to the theme of the the episode here. So I decided to go with, again, I don't know if I've said this yet, but I don't really watch a lot of scary movies, so I don't have a lot of frame of reference here. But I think I would want to be John Krasinski's character in A Quiet Place. Mm. I just dig that, that, uh, nice. that, that energy, man. That daddy, that daddy, that daddy vibe. <laughs> You're dying for the daddy vibes. Oh yeah. You're, so let's just to be clear in in, uh, in in review thus far, you want to ride a dragon and you want to be called daddy. Is that do I have this right as of <laughs> as of as of recording uh, thus far? Precisely. Yes. Characters on a scary film. I I went incredibly loose on what the term scary film is here. But I think you're going to appreciate this. I want to be Fred in Scooby-Doo. Now, there was both a live action and a cartoon, so I think it qualifies. But I think I would be Fred. And here's why. I think I mostly fit the character of Fred anyways, if I were to be any of them in the in the, the mystery gang. And uh, how do I put this? Daphne's quite all right to, to be with. Quite all right. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. Like I didn't even consider Scooby Doo, but if you if you watch the original cartoons, they are actually pretty scary. Like they're kind of creepy. Yeah, but yeah, I I think I would be I think I would be a cross between Fred and Velma because I'm not as smart as Velma, but I'm also not as as dumb as Fred or as he, as go on. That, let's go to the main crux of this too of why I picked Fred. Who doesn't want to just consistently wear and rock a cardigan or an ascot well yeah the ascot that's what i was talking about Uh, an ascot and a cardigan come on what a combo what a classic combo way to go fred bring me back to the 60s man i want to i want to live there absolutely all right (sighs) mythical creatures 
remains to be our last one on the topic. Mythical creatures, of course, there are a couple. I don't know, the swamp, the swamp monster from the Black Lagoon, maybe King Kong, maybe Godzilla. But who would you want to be for one day? Let's hope that you don't die in that one day. Who would you want to be? Go ahead, David. Look, I I'm trying not to to veer away from the the Halloweeniness of this, and so I I'm Stay going away from those Halloweenies. I'm going with werewolf, and let me clarify: this is not a thing of oh, if I had to be a monster, I would be a werewolf. I actually wish I was a werewolf. I want to be a werewolf. Like if if those things were real, I would be down with that. I'd, I yeah, turn into a wolf once a month. Sounds amazing. Sounds like a lot of fun. A werewolf, hands down. What a life. For me, a werewolf would have been fine. I, too, had that as a runner-up, so that's intriguing that we both went that route. Uh, but for me, mummy is where I'd probably go. Uh, really? I just Yeah, here's why. Here's why. I'm, I'm ready one, for it. One, I'm very much a germaphobe. So to be fully wrapped and to be fully clothed at all points and times, that's very appealing to me. To just kind of be like consistently clothed. And and if we go to like the other to like the Brendan Fraser mummy, which happens to be one of my favorite films in, in the monster category, that dude rocks a lot of powers. I really like he his interpretation of the mummy is like OP. It's kind of ridiculous that Brendan Fraser and the crew survived that when you think about it like that. He created a sandstorm and they just survived a sandstorm amongst many other powers. So way to go. The mummy is who I would choose uh, in any iteration or version. I just think that, look, I'm not in. I'm not down with that whole world domination, all powerful vibe. I, I enjoy the rogueness of of the werewolf. I think that's uh, it's more more up my alley. Just saying. May I help you? You talking to me? I need to talk to you. A little word of advice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome then. Our mini segment this week is. You're welcome. And we absolutely love that rejoin that you created for this segment, Phil. And I, I, I think it is, it it is the bee's post. knees. Thank it you. It is the I bee's am. knees. Well, anyway, this is a segment where we we just give you the advice that no one asked for, no one needs, but we're going to give it to you anyway. I'll, I'll go first here. So I don't know why I keep resorting to toilet toilet uh, advice but everything i come up with seems to relate to going to the bathroom i just i just have a lot of opinions a lot of a lot of fresh ideas when it comes to Man. relieving oneself so i'm giving you the golden advice to spoil spool some spoil spool some toilet paper just a few squares and put them in the water in such a way that it sort of creates like a little net right not too much we don't want to waste paper or clog the toilet just like a few squares and put them in the water before you poop, and this will eliminate the sploosh. You know that annoying sploosh, the splashback that you get? And it'll work for at least the first bomb that you drop. Beyond that, you're out of luck, but at least that first bomb. You're welcome. When shaving one's ass, or other delicates, don't <laughs> skimp on the shampoo shaving cream, or whatever else you wish to lather your peached posterior with. You're welcome.
We move along to one s'more, and this week, yes, we're going back to the movie Cash and the movie Treasure Trove, but we're putting a little bit of a spin on it. Uh, before we have done our favorite Halloween horror films, we've done this, that. This week, we're going to do a little bit of a, of a twist, and we'll start with the first one here. David, which scary horror film-themed film would you best survive on? Which one would you best survive the entire film through? Now, this is a tough one, but I, I think I came up with a good answer and I have reasoning behind it. I think I would do well to survive. Like I would survive more likely in this movie than most others. I chose it. And I chose that because, as we talked about last week, I don't have a lot of stereotypical like fears. And when it comes to fears, I fears that I do have, I am quite good at facing my fears and confronting my fears and actually like I thrive on that. I'm good at that. And so I don't think the it clown would have much on me. So I don't think I don't I think I would be able to pluck up the courage and take away his power more easily than they did in the movie because they all had very real, very deep seated fears. And so I think I would do well against the it clown. I think I would survive that film. For me, I'm going to go into a slasher film. I'm going to go with Chucky. Here's the reason why. It's a freaking doll, man. Like, if you can't outrun a doll with two-inch legs, what is wrong with you? I get it. He's got a knife. Maybe he can grab a gun. He's done that before. Maybe a grenade. But quite frankly, if you can't survive a little Chucky doll, a little Chucky doll, like literally just grab him by the leg, hold him out like a, like a, like a little, like a little baby. That's all you need to do. And, he, and what can he do to you? Nothing. It's got to be the Chucky doll. That's the one that I, uh, the Chucky series, Chucky movie. That's the one I think I can most easily survive. Uh, next one we go to, which movie would you be the first one dead? Now, I think for me, I would be first dead in a scream film only because the first kill in every Scream film is its own narrative. It's, a, it's its own story, right? It, it, builds, uh, it builds the entire arc for like the rest of the film. And so it's like a, a bona fide character, but they're only in the first scene of the film. First, what, eighth of the film. I think that I'm that charismatic. I think that I'm that good and that I would be that developed of a character to where, I don't know, it's a dark stormy night and and we're done fin filming and um, and recording the podcast. And all of a sudden uh, I get off and I log off. I close the laptop and I turn around and I go to the bathroom and I maybe I'm running. I go out jogging and then I go and die via getting slashed by scream as I go to play some pickleball. Something like that to where it be where it be fully a full narrative, but I don't have a good enough story to be a main character within the film. That's where I think I would die first. Scream. How about you, David? Fair enough. I think okay, I chose the grudge, but I think this would apply to pretty much any any horror film for the most part. I think I would be one of the first to die, if not the first, because I would be that guy who's going, guys, it's not real, okay? Like guys, relax. All right, you're freaking out over nothing. It's all just, it's all just a, a, an illusion. It's all just a, 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 a scary, a ghost story, right? It's just, it's just nonsense. Come on, relax. And then, of course, I would be that guy, and I would, I would be the first one dead, because yeah. 
So I think I would be pretty much the, the first one dead in, in most horror films, except uh, except that, like I said, it. I think I would I would have it in that film, but I chose The Grudge because that's that's a horror film series that I've actually seen several of the movies. So, uh, lastly, which movie would we feel most confident in actually being able to kill the killer? Don Don. I got I got two answers here, and for different, very different reasons, uh, but kind of similar to to where you went for the for the first question. I chose Jaws for one. It should never have been that difficult to kill that shark. Like I don't know, <laughs> they were like, "We need a bigger boat," and like, how hard is it to get a way bigger boat? Like a way bigger boat. They made it unnecessarily difficult on themselves, right? And also <laughs> a harpoon gun, man. Seriously, come on. Go for the gills. Go for like, it's just, it's not that hard. Okay. And then the other one is Silent Hill. Now, again, this is one of the rare horror horror movies that I've actually seen. Silent Hill. And essentially, if you haven't seen it, the main killer bad guy is the devil. And I would just be able to tell the devil, hey, look, I'm an atheist. And given that the devil is apparently in this world, in the world of this movie is real. He'd be like, "Oh, okay, you're you're one of my guys, so I won't kill you." <laughs> so I'd be able to kill him. Yeah, yes, a wild interpretation and a favor to man to kill the devil. Uh, mm. I went, I went on to kill the killer. I doubt you've ever heard of this film. I'm sure most people have not heard of this film, but it was a film. It was a box office film around the time that it came out, but it hasn't aged particularly well. You ever heard of a film called House of Wax, or I believe The House of Wax? Maybe, maybe once, a, I don't know. I feel like it's it's there at the back of my brain, but no, essentially no. Premise is, is that these kids, these rambunctious teens get lost inside like, a, think of a Madame Tufane's like wax figurine house, and but the figurines are real and they, they can move and they can do everything. And uh, essentially what it boils down to is, can we not just get some fire? Can we not just get some fire and burn the damn building down? <laughs> I don't I don't understand yeah. why that was so difficult. I mean, they they let all this thing happen. Like one person dies because they become waxed like they like they get encased themselves. Whatever. It's so stupid. I was just like watching the whole thing. And I was like, this is ridiculous. One person goes around with a hot enough flashlight and the, and the handle start to melt already. It's stupid. Uh, House of Wax figurines, because one, it's not just one like overpowered killer. It's just a just a bunch of wax people Like one could even be Danny DeVito. And it's like a killer Danny DeVito wax figurine. Come on, please, please. And it is officially time for the game. And we welcome on a guest, a last minute guest, a friend of mine. His name is Tom, and he is actually... In studio with me, studio. I, I use the word studio That's a very, very liberal terse. Yes, very liberal term of uh, yes. use of the word studio. But you know what? As 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 much of a studio as I've ever had, he is in studio with me, and what a delight! Welcome, Tom. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here in in, in the studio. <laughs> now in, the yeah. listeners will be treated to a mishmash flip floppy accent on my part because uh tom is not american and so uh yeah just enjoy the ride <laughs> as we all should 
And <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And uh, welcome to the show, Tom. Appreciate you stopping on. But of course, uh, as is standard for all of our guests, we do ask them three questions. David, since he knows you only gets one. I, of course, get two since I don't know you in the slightest and as doesn't mm-hmm. the audience. So let's get right into it. Tom, first question, since it's uh, a Halloween themed episode. Mm-hmm. What is or what was the first costume you remember wearing for Halloween? And I know that in the Netherlands, it's not as big as it is here in America. So if, if you haven't participated, maybe was there ever a costume that you remember wearing for the first time in, in any capacity? Okay, so a memorable Halloween costume for me probably be when I, back when I was living in the States, I must have been about like 11 or 12. I dressed up as this sort of like really horrific looking Grim Reaper type character. <laughs> um, I had this like massive scythe and everything. And I just, it was memorable just because I remember going around the suburbs wherever we were, uh, just freaking out all these tiny little kids, these toddlers who were just like in their, you know, fairy princess outfits and all that kind of thing. So I really got off on uh, <laughs> just freaking out a bunch of kids. <laughs> uh, your turn, David. What is the most you've ever spent on a meal? And what was, what was the meal? Like just for myself or just in general? Well, for yourself, like for your own plate, for your own enjoyment. Uh, for my own enjoyment. I did once, I, I did, when I was still living in the UK, I, I went to London just for the day. I can't remember why, but I, I went to this really like fancy place in Chelsea, like this lunch place in Chelsea. And I just, I went there uh, just to treat myself. And I think the bill must have been, I did have a couple of courses, but the bill must have been around like 80, 90 pounds, something like that. It was a little bit pricey, but it's worth it. Not, nothing too, nothing too extravagant then. No, not, not for myself. No, you know, I was a student as well at that point. So yeah, couldn't really, really afford much more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question for me here, Tom, again, with that Halloween theme, what is mm-hmm. to you the clear and obvious choice for favorite candy or best candy? Uh, to be honest, you cho- you're not really chosen the best person for this question because I, I I'm not that big on like candy or oh, really? don't really have that much of a sweet tooth. And then maybe yeah, I'll be honest. Maybe what's maybe like what's a preferred treat? Uh, preferred treat. Sourdough bread. I do. I do love it. So shout out to, to to Mrs. Hoffman over here. But uh, I do. Yeah, no, I love Dave, me David. some sourdough bread too. Oh, have you tried David's mum's? So we're I, getting really off topic, but have you tried a sourdough? Ugh. No, I have not, but I've heard I've heard rumors of an of an amazing sourdough uh, bread. Ugh, so good, so good. Oh, honestly, I if they put that in like trick or treating, I'd yeah. <laughs> I'd be in the office house the whole night, you know. <laughs> loaves and loaves of sourdough bread. I just, I just keep coming back with like five different outfits, <laughs> different voices, and all that. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, well. Let us get to the game here now that we are all sourdough. I'm going to have some toast after this. Um, But uh, we are going to get to the game. Of course, uh, in theme with the episode, it is called Thriller. And what it is, is me and David will have a variety of questions and trivia prompts for uh, the two contestants to go about. But the answer has to be in a number that ranges from 1 to 10. Now, what makes it a Thriller? Me, David, and Tom will all be answering and thinking about whatever the answer may be. And uh, the person who is the host will give out the numbers one through 10 in a random order. So there's a chance that somebody may want the same number as you, but it's not going to come up at the exact same time. So you have to be ready. And when your number comes up, yell out your name. Your name is your buzzer and you get that number. 
Uh, if you are the first one that the host hears, you get that number, and it is now worth two points if you got it right on the nose. If not, then uh, whoever is closest will get the point. Sound easy enough, folks? Sounds easy enough. All right, Tom, since you are our guest, you get to choose who would you like to face off against first, myself or David? Do you know what? I'll go, I'll go against you, Philip. Why not? Yeah. Uh, sounds bit of fantastic. Here. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, David, take us away. All right, so I themed my game around Halloween. I, uh, I've i been feeling themey recently, so I, I've really been stuck to it, been true to the theme of the podcast. Uh, and so this is all about, I mean, loosely based around Halloween or monsters or gen- the general season. We will go to Tom first. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I'm so used to normal games. We're yes. doing this differently. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The first question. The answer will be between 1 and 10, as with every question. In which season of The Walking Dead did ac- actor Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick, le- who, who, uh, have his last episode? Sorry? Who's the, who the fuck's Rick? I, I don't watch Walking Dead. I, 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 I... Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch it either. I don't watch it okay, either. Okay, well right. then. Which one's Rick? Is he the cowboy guy? Yes. Sheriff guy, whatever. The okay. sheriff okay. guy, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, good start. Uh, In which season of The Walking Dead did actor Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick, have his last episode? In which season? Oh, spoiler. I thought he was still in the show. All right. Spoiler alert. Ooh, you better tag that, guys. (laughs) Maybe he comes back for the the finale. It's been out for some time. Okay. (laughs) Fine. All right. I'm going to... uh, List off numbers, and you guys will buzz in with your name when you when you are when you find the answer that uh, suits you best. Okay, mm-hmm. two, four, six. Philip. All right. So I want six. Five, nine, one, eight, three, ten, seven. Um, I think that was the last one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ten or seven? What was seven? I, seven. Seven. Tom, All right. Seven. Tom, seven. All right. So, Phil, how does the point scoring work? Because neither of you were correct, unfortunately. No. It's whoever's closest. But whoever's whoever's closest, closest gets well, a correct, point. The correct answer. Spoiler alert: <laughs> is season nine, Ooh, which whoa. makes season Tom. seven the closer answer. So you get a point, Tom. Yes. Congratulations. Nicely done. I thought right, maybe I mean, season. I thought maybe season seven, Tom. That was about it. So wait a go. I don't know. I, I, I saw bits and clips from like season four. I think so. I knew it was at least past four. But I've seen. I've seen up to like season at the end of season one. I think season two is where I ended, and I was like, eh, I'll just wait for the rest to go. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've been watching it for so long, and I'm so ready for it to end. But I, I, I'm committed, so you're, I have you're to. You're committed watch now. It. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm loyal. I'm loyal. Is it, is it still going? Is it still going? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's halfway season, through though. season 11 or 12. I, I don't know. Christ. It's like a All right. Opera. So, Tom, you get a point. Congratulations. Hey. The second question. In what century? So this is a complicated one, but I, I think you guys will get it. In what century in the second millennium did Bram Stoker write Dracula? <laughs> so he was the original author of the novel Dracula, which was later, later inspired some films, several films. Now, in the second millennium, essentially the first century would be between the year 1000 and 1099, and the 
seventh century would be from 1600 to 1699. Do you understand? Yes. More or less? Yes. Okay. And the 10th would be the most recent uh, 1900 to 1999. All right. So in which century? Six, five, nine. Philip. All right. One, eight. Tom. All right. So, Philip, you said the ninth century, the the 1800s. And uh, Tom, you said the eighth century, which would be the 1700s. Mm. Phil, you are mm. bang on the money. Yeah. It was the ninth century. It was in the 1890s. So even the the tenth century was was only a couple years away. But uh, well done, Phil. You you get two points. Correct. That's how we're I scoring. Is, yes. 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 Wonderful. Ooh, it's a, the game is heating up. It is a foot. <laughs> All right. On a similar note, how many times has Christopher Lee played Dracula? Three. Uh, Skipping Stone. Skipping Stone. All right. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, the correct answer, if you're curious, is 10 in all. Lee Hmm. played Dracula 10 times, seven films for Hammer Productions, once for Jesse Franco's Count Dracula in 1970. And uh, he's apparently uncredited in uh, One More Time from Jerry Lewis and also Dracula and Son from... Eduard Molinaro. All right. We, we should note, uh, just because we we do a horrific job, myself included, David, uh, of ever sharing this, but we both do have a skipping stone available to us. I just used mine, first of all. Second of all, I was way off. I'm so glad I used a skipping stone. I was in the three range, maybe four. So thank <laughs> when you. When I God. found this information out, I was surprised. Ten is a lot to play one character, especially yeah. in several different... It's not even like one big franchise with 10 movies. Yeah. It's, it's separate. Yeah, what is this, like a Marvel movie or something? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many horror slash thriller movies have been nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, according to Vogue magazine? Now, obviously, leave it could be open to interpretation what counts as a horror thriller. So for according to picture? Vogue magazine, nominated for Best Picture at the oh, Oscars. So, wait, so nominated but not won. Or nominated okay. one or not. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got, I think I've got it. I've got a number, I've got a number. I've okay. no idea. Seven, two, four. Tom, fill up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Even I know I was late <laughs> right. for that one. God Tom, you're in, with, you're in with four. Yes. Yeah, so am I, so am I. So we're both in, but if it's on the number four, then Tom gets two. Okay. Yes. What if it's wrong? Does nobody get any points? Wait, I'm sorry. So So, you're both on four? How does this work, Phil? Explain it to us. We're both on four, but either he gains a point because he gets two, or we're both going to split the point at one. So it's essentially a non-starter. Okay. Well, the correct answer is six. Okay. And so you both both get a point. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. All right. So, Phil, you are on three, and Tom, you are on two. Do you have the list of movies? Because I was thinking in my head, it's got to yes. be, it's got to be, uh, let me guess, let me guess. Uh, it's got to be, um, what's the one with Anthony Hopkins? Is Hannibal Lecter, there's the sheep, the, uh, what is that, Sleeping Dogs? What, what is Silence of the Lambs or something? Silence, Silence of the, the Lambs. Lambs. I knew it involved Idiot. animals. Thank you. I'm not Jaws. even a movie buff here. All right, do, you want me to, do you want me to list them off, or are you going to guess them I, all? I, I just want, I just want, give me, give me a damn guess. Give me a damn oh. guess. I want, all Jaws. right. 
I want Jaws. I think Get Out was nominated. And oh god, there was one more, but now oh so um The Shining. Well, there's three there's, more. There was the four. Those were the four that I thought of. What are the others? No, The Shining. If you'll remember from a previous that's, game a couple weeks ago, right. never received any Oscar nominations. That's the, right. the movies are The Exorcist. That's yeah. Jaws. The Silence of the Lambs, The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. Black Swan, and Get Out. Oh, that's right. All Black right. Swan. I forgot. Now about this Black one Swan. should be interesting because obviously several of these options are eliminated. The next question is how many won? What's oh. less than six? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> six, five, nine, one. Tom. Here it fell. Damn it. Mm. <laughs> I think I have a slight advantage because David's right next to me. No, it's Tom. It's Tom got it right because I, I would be a stickler. Uh, I didn't maybe. say Philip. I but said it, here. The, the reaction Stupid. is fairly immediate. All right, yeah. you both chose one, no, no. so why continue? Yes. Uh, one is bang on the money, oh. so two points. Tom gains a point. There we go. Yes, and Phil, you remain on three, which means God it is damn. now four to three in favor of Tom. Very exciting going into the final question. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. All right, how long in days did it take to film the Blair Witch Project? What, one through ten? Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember this. I just right. don't remember the number, but I remember this. Ten. Seven. Tom. Two. Four. Six. Philip. Five. Nine. One. Yeah. Eight. Woo. Three. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Tom, you buzzed in with seven. Mm-hmm. Phil, you said six, correct? I did. The correct answer is eight days, which means, Tom, you come away victorious. Five points to three. Nice. Well done. Very, (laughs) very well done, Tom. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've worked really hard for you guys. Thank you so much. All right. You have the whole name thing down. The the tiebreaker is on theme. I don't know. Should I save it for next week? No. No, I like it. Uh, It's on theme, so... How many ingredients go into the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte, including the various ingredients in the pumpkin spice syrup? Now, uh, oh, Tom, wow. you did you did work as a barista for a while, so you may have an advantage here. <laughs> I don't. Um, this is not between one and ten, or it could be, but it's not limited by that. Not limited. Um, and it's closest wins. So, what would you have selected if we had gone to the tiebreaker <sighs> and? Phil, because you were behind, you would have forced it. You you can go first. Technically, Tom forced it, but it's all right. Uh, 21. Yeah, I was going to say something in the 20s. I'll, I'll go 26. Mm. 11. Oh, 11. Oh. Darn it. Yeah, it's a simple, it's a simple beverage. Not so, so overly <laughs> With complex. With 11 ingredients in it, yeah, sure. <laughs> all right, and that's the game. Congratulations, Tom. You right. win. Tom, congratulations. Gloriously. Yes, I hope that you you. are able to defeat David as well. I don't know for a fact that he'll have an advantage on any of these. Maybe off the top here. Of course, same game, different name, different questions. Uh, Here we go. How many films has Freddy Krueger appeared in? Mm. Appeared in officially. Officially, as as not just just an homage, just with, with the blessing of everything. Mm-hmm. How many films has Freddy Krueger appeared in? Here we go. One, two, six, 
Five. David. David wants five. And eight. Ten. Nine. Four. Seven. Three. Tom. So you want three, Tom? Yes. Three. Unfortunately, David is correct, or at least closer to being correct. It is actually 10, 10 with one unlisted appearance. Remember, there's a lot of Kruger films and then also like a Freddy versus Jason film. There's a lot. I don't remember because as I'm sure I've stated, this is the first part of the podcast that we're recording. So I don't know what we've said, what we will say when we record the rest, but I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I'm sure I've said that already. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, David is on the board with one point for being nearest. Here we go. Next one. How many fun-sized Snickers is advised to be consumed for a normal healthy adult for their daily allowance? Now, you have to help me out there. Over there, are you guys You guys are aware of Snickers? You guys have Snickers? Yes, no, we have Snickers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun-sized Snickers. A funny guy. I, I can tell. All right, here we go. <laughs> How, many? Out, out. How many? Three, ten, six, one. David. Nine. Oh, David wants one? Yes. Okay. Nine, five, seven, two. Tom. Two. Tom wants two. So unless it's one, I've won this one. It is, it is unless it's one, Tom has won. <laughs> and indeed, Tom has indeed won. It is actually three. You were very Ooh. close, very close. And that is with uh, 24 grams of sugar allowed per day. A fun a fun-sized Snickers goes at nine grams of sugar each. So three is the closest we get there. So uh, I <laughs> I, I guess that means that you're 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 not eating any other sugar throughout the day. Not even not even a little bit of sourdough. With not sugar even an it. apple. Not nada nada. Wow. Um, moving on, Universal Studios has the rights to many classic monster films, and as such, has their own dark universe similar to Marvel's MCU. But how many films are contained within the dark universe? Ten. Five. Tom. Tom. Tom wants five. Yeah, sure. Phenomenal. We move <laughs> along. Eight. Three. Six. David. David. So David wants six. Yes. And Tom is actually closer with his guess of five. It is only two. The Mummy oh. with Tom Cruise, his version of it, and The Invisible Ugh. Man with Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Moss. She's Elizabeth. <laughs> the Invisibeth, the Invisibeth Man with Elizabeth. <laughs> the rolls off the tongue. And they're only divisible by two. All right. Uh, so with that, I believe Tom is now ahead two to one. We all know my scoring is iffy at best. but You are correct. But I'm correct in this instance. <laughs> Remember, of course, David, you still do have a skipping stone. I do. Uh, I do. We all would agree that uh, the very first edition of Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, is one of the originals, if not the most important monster books or novels written of all time. But printing began in the UK in 1897. But how much would a first edition of this book cost today, roughly in thousands US dollars? 
So in thousands is the numbers one through mm-hmm. 10 in US dollars. How much would a current first edition of that book, Dracula, cost you today? I'll give you guys a second to think. Okay. Here we go. Here are the numbers. Nine, two, six, three. Tom. Tom. Tom wants three. Yes. Moving along. Four, five. David. You wanted four, David? Four, yes. Four. All right. What happens if it's three and a half thousand? (laughs) Luckily, it's not. And it is it is actually important that you did say four or five because five is the correct answer. So you are closest and you gain uh you gain a tie here, David, but you do not gain the lead that five would have given you. We move along to the next one. Brendan Fraser's version of The Mummy remains to this day one of, if not my absolute favorite, monster films. However, the adult film version, respectfully named The Mummy's Kiss, I'm sure was a classic to some as well. Therefore, it is only natural when I looked on eBay for Brendan Fraser's mummy props, the first results of my search yielded me a signed movie poster for The Mummy's Kiss, Second Dynasty, a sequel to die for, I'm sure, with the tagline, she's back, wrapped, and ready to unwind. In dollars... I'm so much back wrapped and ready to what? <laughs> to unwind. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic. Uh, it, is, it is oddly, oddly not as on the nose as you would expect. From... No, no, it's very tasteful, I assure you. Very tasteful. Yeah, yeah I bet. In dollars, how much is this hidden Egyptian treasure valued at pre-shipping? Pre, remember, it's a signed movie poster of The Mummy's Kiss, Second Dynasty. Here we go. What is any movie? The Mummy's Kiss. The Mummy's Kiss. (laughs) Here we go. One, three, six. David. David wants six. And maybe The Mummy's Kiss? But we move along. (laughs) Tom, we're still with you here. Uh Ten. Seven. Two, four. Tom. Tom wants four, thus no need for the rest, which does give us a winner, a clear and decisive winner, as it is neither four or six and not five, meaning I would have a tiebreaker of some sorts. I don't know. Uh, But we will go to David as the winner (laughs) because it is actually $7 for that hidden gem pre-shipping Please, please go check it out on eBay and enjoy the signed <laughs> movie poster. We love it. All right. Fantastic. Uh, so who's it signed by? Yeah, I'm guessing the, I'm guessing the, the mummy. Her. Yes. The mummy. The mummy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank oh, you for, for joining us, Tom. We appreciate you. I don't your... think anyone wants the signed by the director or. No, no. They want the talent. I think it, it would either be her, whoever she is or Brendan Fraser. I think that would be worth something as well if Brendan Could... Fraser were to sign the. Wait, Brendan Fraser's in the porno version? No, 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 no. We don't want <laughs> to say that. Maybe he was in the original, but it set, but especially not the second dynasty. That It was less. Was less tasteful than the first one. Mm. To be uh, confirmed. Tom, yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Tom, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on the show, man. Is there anything you want to plug? Maybe your Insta handle. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, where people can uh, call you up on the on the phone, like Drake says, or your your favorite uh, your favorite charity, if you want to be. Uh... 
Philanthropic. Uh, uh, you guys, you guys put me on the spot. Um, I've got an Instagram. I've got like 200 followers, so you can follow me on there <laughs> at Mister Tomness. But uh, I'm not. I'm, I don't really post much, so you know, don't worry about it if you don't follow me. But thanks for having. Me. <laughs> but thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite. <laughs> well, th- thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. I appreciate you whooping my ass uh, before leaving here. Thank you. I love that so much. Uh, but let's move along to the rest of our Halloween-themed episode after these scores. And with that loss, I go down to a thirteen and nineteen record. And with that win, David moves up fifteen and seventeen. Hit me with those slaps, Jake. Thank you so, so much. It is time for that slaps. David, what slaps for you this week? Yeah, I, I've discovered several new songs this week, and, and a couple more may come in the weeks to come if I, if I don't come across something really outstanding. But I found some really, really grooving songs in the indie rock genre in the past week, and I am giving you guys Messin' With Me by Northern Faces. It is really messing with me in the best way. That slaps. To be on theme and go a little scary, I went with a song that we both are probably going to... Should we add it? Should we not? And I know you're automatically thinking of Kanye, but I'm not. I'm just going to go, well, this song's scary. I will probably get some flack on it, but the inarguable truth is it does kind of slap. Just is scary why it slaps. We're going to go with Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Ooh, it slaps. Phil and I would like to thank you from the bottom of our campfire all the way through the crust of the earth, from the depths of the underworld. We'd like to thank you guys for listening, and we have a few other thank yous. First of all, to Cass and Crossland and to Jake Corlang for the wonderful music that you hear on this show. Thank you, Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans, for your wonderful contributions to the podcast. We appreciate it, and we adore it, and you. Thank you. And once again, thank you to you, the listener. Please tune in every week. If you haven't already, subscribe. Don't forget, we are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Just not stinking Pandora, because screw you, Pandora. Trick or treat. Oh, Chris, come here, take a look at this cute little bear costume. <laughs>